All right, let's go over the facts of the case again. The Adsit cabin has suddenly been destroyed in the middle of the night. <gasps> uh, suspected arson, and nobody has any real leads at this time. Oh no, I always meant to go visit that. And the ghost explains that they saw people attempting to force their way into the building. They were dressed in what I believe passes for finery in this modern age. There was a magnificent flash of light and burst of sound, and the log cabin was rather reduced to its current state. So he's a former uh, soccer player, but then he got injured, and then he went into proctology. Um, you're bleeding? Shit, am I? Their nose is also bleeding. You okay, Cagney? There is some sort of tunnel in the pilings that uh, goes out to the waterfront. Two of you recognize the face of the librarian, <gasps> who speaks exactly one word, friendship, and leaves. Uh, who the hell was that? Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Yes. Minor refresh. Uh, so just uh, for your reference and for the reference of the audience, we're just going to assume that you get a minor refresh every episode from now on, unless we say otherwise. Thank you. Okay. Yay. Nice. You're, you're so welcome. I am a kind, gracious, and giving game master. So anyway, Lavish praises upon him. where we last left off, friendship was the answer after all. The I friendship turns ship. out the real Green Mountain mysteries were the friends we made along the way. I dig and it. we're canceled. <laughs> canceled again. <laughs> Double canceled. Oh, Harry Potter kids canceling us this time. Can we go a week without they canceling already? So, yes, uh, the last thing that happened was a way into the never-never about person face-sized opened up, and um, the face of the librarian just sort of materialized in your, um, your parlor and said the word friendship, and then just as quickly went back, and then it closed. Uh, who the hell was that lady? That was the librarian. I'm sorry, the, the who what now? I've never seen you know, them librarian. outside of the library. That's the person that Des and I went to go see when we first met. Um, they work at the Fletcher Free Library, I guess? Uh-huh. But, like, the magic All right, part. Is that, that... Sorry, you go ahead. Is it just the magic part of the library that has the, like, you know, invisible path to get to? That part? Uh-huh. That's 
a whole lot of information to swallow. That's where they keep the microfiche. It's actually uh, <laughs> part of the stained glass window. Uh, I uh-huh. wonder what was back there. So does that mean, like, we should go and, like, talk to them or hear him? I don't know what they are. I'm just going to go with them. Usually they prefer if you do go and talk to them. Do we have to set an appointment? All I know is that I can't go via any magical means because it's considered rude. Oh. That's very fair. All right, so I guess we have to go in a... Head to the library. Shit, I have so many books. Are you all deciding to head to the Fletcher Free Library? Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. So, Ro, it's curious that Albion uh, immediately said, who was she? Because the last time you saw the librarian, and this time, in fact, um, their face read to you more as masculine, and so did their stature. Okay, so, but this is the same librarian? This is the same librarian, at least it looked like it. Okay. So, at the Fletcher Free Library, you know, uh, Roe and Des in particular, that the stained glass window is in the children's section of the library. And the last time that you deliberately accessed it, in fact, the last two times that you went there, Roe, you used a veil to get yourself there. Because it, you know, it would look kind of weird just walking into thin air. Or in the children's section when you're a grown-ass adult. <laughs> Indeed. That is the other weird part. So what's the plan there, uh, Chief? Which one is Chief? Is Chief me? You. You are Chief now. <laughs> so, the past two times I've been, I've just done that, you know, what Warden calls a veil. Um... I figured I would just do that again for us, and we'd be good to go. Uh, yeah, I guess. Sounds like a plan to me. All I know is I ain't going in there packing. That sounds like a recipe for a lot of questions and police calls. There should be no reason for violence. The librarian is peaceful. I mean, the librarian's in never-never. That never ends well. So, uh, in my experience. I mean, I've never felt like I was in danger when I was there. Look, I I don't know about y'all, but when I see something that looks that weird and pretty and vaguely feminine, I do not feel comfortable being like, oh, I'm just going to come in here completely with my pants down. I feel like that should be a thing that you don't do anyway. Yeah, it seems a little inappropriate. Hey, God, you're not part of this conversation. (laughs) Look, if you're that nervous, why don't you just put a Saturday Night Special in your back pocket? I mean, there's an idea, but also, I'm pretty sure that library has metal detectors or some shit. Well, I know they could afford metal detectors with the recent budget cuts, but hey. Why don't you bring Uh, your non-metal guns? Yeah, the, the Fletcher Free Library, I do not believe, has metal detectors. I thought they did when we went. Anyway, fine, Albion's still not packing a gun. Yeah, one way or another. I don't actually know. Yeah, there's no reason to be nervous, Albion. If there's anything there and you don't have your weapon, I'll protect you. I mean, you know what? You can do that. I have boots. You do have boots. All right, so we got Glinda the Good Witch. We got boots from Dora. 
We got Gun Boy, and we got Magic Girl. We're good to go. You just call me a fucking monkey? Uh, nope. <laughs> Boots from Dora is a great character. I don't know what you're talking yes, about. Yes, keep backpedaling. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna let uh, that slide. We're gonna go with Puss in Boots, the cat, the fancy cat from Shrek. Oh, man. Anyway, this conversation should probably end. This conversation belongs on the Pete Holmes podcast. You made it weird. So. All right. uh, Look, this is we're we're wasting time with this. So. uh, Yeah. So, Ro, um, if you want to veil your group, uh, you just set the strength and then you have to add one on top of that because you're doing a uh, small group sized veil. Okay. So, I'm gonna, how strong of a veil do you want? I'm gonna go with a three, just so if I even if I roll a zero, it's still a four. Okay. Roll it. That's a three. Uh, hey. So the the thing with that is that if you want a strength three veil, you need to be rolling four on your deceit because it's uh. It's the base. Pr- uh, it's the base power plus one for it being larger than you. So it's a two veil. <laughs> okay. Um. Nifty. Give me a sec. Okay. All right. Well, that was fun. I got to get a roll in. All right. <clears throat> you make your way into the children's section of the library. I I assume you find some nook or corner in the library to sort of hop out of sight so that you can do this without opening doors invisibly. There was a question mark there. Yes, we're hiding so we can hide some more. It's the perfect plan. So, uh, yeah, you make your way into the children's section of the Fletcher Free Library. And this is not a first for you or Des, but it is definitely a first for Albion or Sylvester. Oh, oh that was dinner. Excuse me. <laughs> anyway. So this is so this is a first for Albion and Sylvester. They have not witnessed this particular way open before. From the stained glass window, there appears uh, it appears to turn into a door more than a window now and translucent shimmering steps seem to come down from the window and uh, land pretty much at your feet. And uh, you might look around to see if anybody else is noticing this wild shit happening in front of you, but it doesn't look like anybody is uh aware that this is happening um it seems like you're the only ones that are uh, aware that this is the case now you have seen something like this before even sylvester the last time you saw something like this other than this morning was when marcus walbrook had to suddenly leave and then a way into another world opened up behind him and he stepped through it and was gone that was the last time you saw anything like this. Oh, this is vaguely uncomfortable. 
<clears throat> bringing up some unpleasant yeah. memories. Yeah. All right. So, let's um. So I'm not on the I, other side. I'm not gonna like super describe the library again because it's been described on the podcast already. But uh, yeah, needless to say, you walk at, from you walk into a part of the Never Never that seems to be kind of like a spring day with a gentle breeze. It's not too hot. It's not too cold. Not at all like the January in Burlington that you just left. And you walk forward into the cups of trees and standing before you is the librarian and the seven plus foot tall uh, fairy just uh, observes you entering and addresses the four of you rather rather quickly as after you enter oh I see there may have been a misunderstanding Potentially a failure of communication on my part. You did just yell a word at us and then, you know, hang up the call. So, yeah. Um, hello. My yes. name is Albion. Yes, Albion Graves. Hello again, All librarian. Right. Thank you for the house visit earlier. As confusing as it was. You are welcome, Desdemona Brown. And do I have the pleasure of meeting Dr. Sylvester Coopersmith M. Fucking D. Boy, that got around fast. Uh, yes, you do. <laughs> welcome to the library. I do hope that you enjoy your stay, however brief or long it may be. But uh, allow me to explain the circumstances regarding my sudden appearance in your home, Miss Desdemona Brown. I trade in knowledge, and I only do things with perfect balance. And in checking my records, I found an imbalance in the exchange of knowledge, and unfortunately, that imbalance was very slightly in your favor. So, you were entitled to at least some knowledge, and I gave a, an appropriate amount of knowledge to satisfy that balance. And once again, the library is restored. So, if I might ask you a question, would you mind elaborating on what exactly you meant? Ah, that is the very crux of the thing. Are you prepared to offer information in exchange and in equal value? Uh, you know what? Yeah, sure. Let's, uh, let's play this game. Truth or dare. Let's go. <laughs> Very well, then, Albion. What piece of information do you think is of substantial value to justify the information, the context, rather, of the information that I presented to you. Considering I have no context, I've got no idea. That's kind of the problem, is I need context. Very well. Perhaps, then, I should have a piece of information from you contextualized for me. The weapon, Albion. 
Oh, you mean uh, Gugnir? What what about it? Uh, what contextual information do you think is fair and relevant? This gun was given to me, and I'm not sure why yet. I'm not even sure I really deserve it, honestly. But it was um given to me by other members of my my group, I suppose. Uh, yeah. The librarian's eyes take on a uh, take on a quality in which you can tell that they are not looking at you while they are looking at you. The librarian uh, looks basically through you for a moment to some point, maybe not even here, and uh, replies, you seek a hidden entrance and passage therein. Yep, we do. Oh. All right. And what charter may come to you to assist in that quest? Guys, it's the friendship. We're dumb. Right? Did I get it right, librarian? This is not an answer I can provide freely. Yeah, I know, but I can tell just by looking at your face that I think I got it right. <laughs> the librarian's face is a plaster mask. It has not moved. I assumed so, yeah. Alright, I'm I'm afraid I don't do well with vagaries, so, uh, if, if you want to ask me something else, I can, I can certainly offer more for elaboration. The librarian cocks their head at you. Hmm. This is perhaps not necessary. However... I know so very little about you. You pure mortal over here. May I ask a question of you? Oh, what? Oh, yeah, you're talking to me, sorry. Uh, sure. Why should I not eject you from my library right now for bringing the Bane into my presence? The what? The she Bane? She your boots. Your boots. What about them? Remember how uh, we explained to you that iron hurts fairies? Oh. Right. That this is a... This is a very powerful one of them, so... Uh... Oh. Huh. I mean, uh... You kind of walked into a house of someone who's allergic to guns with a gun. Yeah, well, it's not like I've been to Payless lately. I mean, they shut it down a couple months ago. So, sorry about that. This is my only pair. If you want, I can just leave them outside, and I'll pick them up later. Um, that would actually be potentially worse. Uh, this is perhaps the equivalent of asking somebody with a stored nuclear weapon to leave it outside where anyone could grab it. Ah. So, then I ask, why should I not eject you from my library? Dr. Sylvester Cooper Smith, M. fucking D. Okay. Did you talk to what's-his-face about the thing? <laughs> the, the librarian uh, cocks an eyebrow curiously. Or do you just have ears everywhere? Hmm. The mechanics of this shouldn't cost you anything, I suppose. Um, 
the librarian walks over to a tree. Uh, not a tree that's especially nearby, and the amount of time it takes for them to walk into the woods, which seem impossibly deep, and then to walk back out, it doesn't really make sense with Euclidean geometry. Shortly, the librarian has pulled from that tree a book, and this book is just made of wood. And uh, the librarian opens the book in front of you. And um, in uh, as you're looking at it, you can see on the page some some language that you can't read at all is inscribing itself into the wood of this book. This is you, doctor. A small amount of uh, of text fills in. A small amount of imparsable text fills in. <laughs> oh, okay, so that's all right. Cool, that's how that works. This is recording your experiences in real time. So is this like from the book of my life, or is it just the book of my life ever since I met these yahoos? This is the book of that which you have experienced. Okay, so the latter. No, um, it, uh, the wood flips its way back to somewhere much, much earlier. You could have sworn the book didn't have that many pages. And, um, the, the librarian then reads the name of your mother to you. Oh. And, um, then it looks a little further down the page and, uh, reads one of your siblings' names. Oh, yeah, I haven't called them in a while. Maybe later. The librarian flips through the uh, pages back toward uh, the start, or back toward the end. I can confirm yeah. you have, in fact, not called them in what humans would, de would deem some time. Yeah, kind of busy. The book is shut. Oh, cool. All right. <laughs> uh, Yeah, the librarian goes and returns the book. The rote knowledge of your experiences is contained here what is fascinating to me is not the dry particular details but why oh I mean like why am I still here doing this certainly oh <laughs> I mean yeah that's a good question actually uh, maybe I just have a horrible tendency for violence. Maybe I still feel mad about the fact that like my chances for glory were kind of shat upon. So I feel like this is some bizarre second way to kind of get something good out of it, even if nobody notices. Or, I don't know, maybe I just like kicking things in the head. I can't really tell you like a straightforward answer because I don't even know the straightforward answer myself. But, um... I know this, there's some weird, spooky, stupid shit that happens here, and I'd rather not see innocent people, people that I work with, people that I teach, get hurt in the process because of stupid, spooky shit likes to do stupid, spooky shit. That probably doesn't clarify things for you. I'm aware. The librarian actually smiles at you. Oh, no, my, my dear Dr. Sylvester Coopersmith, this was 
wonderfully enlightening. I appreciate I appreciate your volunteer. You can just call me Sly, you know. I'm sorry? You can just call me Sly, you know. As you have said, Sly, they're testing out the word. <laughs> well then, Dr. Sly. <laughs> yeah, we can. Yeah, that's fine. We can work with that. <laughs> I, I appreciate the information you have volunteered to me. And I am, uh, I must ask, do you intend to kick me in the head? For do I qualify as they make the air quotes spooky shit? I mean, you haven't been that spooky. I don't have a reason to. I don't feel my personal life or the lives of my friends being threatened. So I don't feel like, you know, uh, shit kicking is necessary at this juncture. They they nod. Very well, then. In the future, I will get a different pair of shoes. This will be greatly appreciated. Cool beans. And speaking of your future, it seems you have much that is uncertain inside of your own mind. That turmoil and its presence is valuable information in itself to me. Perhaps you should have that turmoil investigated by someone qualified. Such as? I am certain you will arrive at the correct conclusion. Oh, yeah. Right, then. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. So, is there any other business that you have in the library? As it stands, accounts are balanced. All right, I suppose. Um, I thought you guys think we're good. Do you guys have any other questions you think we need to ask? Um, no, I think. Yeah, no, I think. Uh, think we're good. Can I mail in DVDs that I owe you? The librarian. <laughs> uh, the librarian laughs, and says, "Oh, Doctor Sly." I have so very enjoyed reading the record of of your existence. It is filled with what I assume to be the human version of humor. Happy to oblige. And happy to have my suspicions confirmed. I like this one. You're welcome back in my library, even if you brought iron in. Your trans oh, thank you. Your transgressions will be overlooked because you're the fan favorite. What? What? <laughs> huh? I'm gonna... You know what? Let me just... I'll just order some shoes. <laughs> so where are we... Are we going to rent a boat or not? Well, we were just told friendship. So I'm not really sure what that means. I think it's, it's a, a boat that's called friend. Uh, 
Hey, Ro. Yeah. I love that. Um, I, given circumstances, I am going to have you roll. Oh, gosh. I'm trying to adjudicate what category this is. You know what? I'm going to go with alertness. Um, okay. I'm going to go with alertness and target three. That is a three. I did it. Okay. All right. Uh, in your <laughs> visits around town, including down to um, the the dock area and the park out there uh, where they have the uh, the um, the ferry and the dock for the ferry. Uh, you recall that there is a boat down there that is called the Friendship. Oh, my God. I solved your boat mystery. <laughs> Is that a boat that can be rented? Is that a boat that can be rented? I was going to let you fill in that corner of the world uh, if you wanted to. Okay. I think that it's probably... Well, there, there are fishing boats on the on that lake, right? Gonna... Uh, you... Sorry. Sorry. There I, are... I didn't hear the last thing you said. There are fishing boats on Lake Champlain? Yeah. Yeah, I think that it's a a fisherman's boat, and we're going to go talk to him at some point. Okay. Well, <clears throat> that is definitely a thing you could do. Uh, okay, so uh, does anybody have anything that they want to do um, right now? Not really, other than get my guns. Or a pair of normal boots off Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> A um, paranormal boots? Oh. Uh, <laughs> uh, Gwen, did you want to follow up with that boat? Um, yeah, sure. I'll go I'll go talk to a, a boatman. Okay. Alright, that's fair. That's fair. Um we can talk to a boats person. Let me look at the skills table real quick. Uh okay. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to say you you need to spend a scene going down to uh, going down to the park area. And I'm going to have you uh, I'm going to have you roll an investigation with a specific target to see if you can actually get the information that you're looking for. All right. So uh, this is going to progress the day uh, uh, at least an hour. So make me a. Uh, an investigation roll, and your target is going to be two. Okay. So that's a, a zero. Well, then either this uh, particular scene is wasted and you can't get the info, or you're going to give me a fate point. Um, let me see if I have one that'll... Hmm. I don't think I have a fate point that I can justify boat finding. <laughs> Because all of I'm like, all in, baby. Yeah, I. Okay, yeah. We're gonna go with I'm all in, baby. I am checking every boat and asking around to every person I see down there. I want this boat. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Hey, so, Gwen, you're welcome. Thank you. So your current plan of attack here is to just ask people hey do you own the friendship or do you know who owns the friendship 
I think my approach is I saw this beautiful boat in the harbor. I think it was called the Friendship. I must talk to the owner. I'm like really like gassing up the the, the whole thing. Like I want to look at this boat. I want to be on the boat. I want to meet whoever has this boat. I am very interested. I love the fact that this is your approach. The boat is visible to you when you're down there. It's right there. But I got to I got to find the owner who may not be on the boat. <laughs> <laughs> Can I, I have Albion lo- doing something in this scene? Yeah, sure. Albion is going to the boat. <laughs> <laughs> he just walks straight to it, and I'm like, "Hey, where's the boat?" <laughs> um, uh, yes, Albion. The boat is not currently occupied. You you can see it, but you can't get on it, and you don't know who owns it. It is not a very large boat. Um, is there a could, sign or contact information or anything? Uh, not currently on it. Actually, hold on. Make me an investigation, and that's a target one. All right, that's a two. Okay, great. Uh, yes, there is in fact a piece of contact information for renting the boat, but it was not immediately visible or apparent. You actually had to walk around the pier a little bit to get a, a better view. All right, I'm going to give them a call. Okay. Um, I'm going to say that uh, we don't really need to play this particular one out, and we can just say, uh, if you want to rent this boat, the price that they're setting for you, you'll have to make a resources roll. What's the target? Uh, For you, it's a two. And that is a three. Great. It turns out that you can actually afford to uh, rent the boat out for a bit. So, All right. congratulations. Listen, bro, you're going to have to buy me dinner for at least a couple nights for this. That is totally fine, buddy. Anything you want, I got. Awesome, because I've been feeling some Chinese, like, real bad. Ooh, me too. Oh, yeah, me three. <laughs> 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 Just somewhere else in the city, Sylvester suddenly realizes, oh man, I want Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> Greetings, gentle listeners. It's Christine Savage coming at you today for the ad breaks. That's right, Desdemona Brown fans. Our time has come. Now the ad breaks are your favorite part of the episode. Starting off with something that would make my father very excited, it's Jerky Gent. Jerky Gent is the premium craft beef jerky subscription box for anyone looking to discover the world's best craft jerky brands. Jerky Gent delivers four amazing jerky products curated to your spice and flavor preferences every month. Just visit bit.ly backslash jerkygentppn. Coming up next month, it's guest month for Pocket Podcast Network, and we will be having a special episode featuring Zach Shock from Steampunks, so yay! Today's episode features a character named Captain Rodriguez, who is named for our friend Nico from A Fool's Quest. Stay classy, Nico. As always, special thanks to William Blake for assistance with editing. Thanks to Pocket Podcast Network, we love it here. And catch some of their other great shows, such as No Dice, Home Viewing, and Sorted. Once again, a gentle reminder that you can pay Michael, 
or myself, I suppose, to say or sing anything you want. How? You can buy a pocket note. Just go to www.pocketpodcastnetwork.com backslash pocket notes. Please feel free to like us, follow us, etc. on Twitter and Facebook at GMMCast. We do rely on word of mouth, so please include hashtag GMMCast when you lavish us with praise. Also, we have a Discord. It's super fun and friendly. Um, We have a lot of fun. It's very active. You can even argue about what the best temperature for pizza is. And we have weekly or sometimes even bi-weekly Jackbox games. So join our Discord and come play with us. Hang out with us. We'd love to have you. Um, Once again, thank you so much for listening. We adore you guys. Uh, And back to the episode. Thank you. Hi, I'm Emily. And I'm Zach. And we're the hosts of Steampunks, a podcast about badass women in the history of steam. Steam? So like old trains and boats and stuff? No. Well, I mean, yes, but no. Steam stands for science, technology, engineering, arts, and math. Oh, like how Ada Lovelace was the first computer programmer, like, ever? Exactly. Awesome. I want to learn more about Steampunks. And you will. And so will anybody who tunes in every other Wednesday on iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. Join me and Emily on Steampunks every other Wednesday on the Pocket Podcast Network. And keep flying, you beautiful, majestic, steam-powered horses. Um, did you want to have uh, a scene with uh, with you and Cagney having a conversation? Okay. Yeah, because they're off doing... Uh, most of the other people are off doing something else at the moment. Boat stuff. Boat stuff! Boat stuff is happening. So... Uh, you are set to meet with one of the students of the School of Psychology, one Cagney Moriarty, who you had enlisted their, uh, you know, sort of amateur services to help out Albion on the sly. Hehehe, <laughs> I can make puns. Uh. <laughs> that was not on purpose, I promise. I know. Uh, <laughs> uh, if it was on purpose, there would have been effort. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you you were hoping that uh, they could get some real world practice in and also uh, get Albion some of the assistance he needed with mental trauma that you knew came from something supernatural. And you had no idea that Cagney might have a toe in the supernatural world also. But that has now come to light, at least for your group. So uh, it's time for you to have a follow up conversation with them. Um, I'm going to say that this is not with the direct supervision of the Dean because the Dean still trusts you. You were able to, uh, talk your way through that situation initially. So they're not going to be looking over your shoulder or like actually present in this instance. Okay. All right. Uh, so you make your way to the, uh, classroom that's sort of in, uh, Ersat's office for Cagney that they had set up to meet with Albion, and uh, you knock on the door. Knock, knock, knock. Yeah, I just wanted to know if that was uh, Sylvester's scene. If that was how he rolled. Um, <laughs> yep. Uh, is it, uh, Dr. Coopersmith? Is that you? Yep. Oh, uh, g- g- come on in. Cool. Thanks. Um, yeah, this is the uh, least well put together that you have seen uh, Cagney in 
a while. Like they're usually, uh, you know, pretty, uh, pretty sharply dressed. Uh, and you know, like their hair is a bit of a mop, but, uh, it's, it's definitely on purpose. Uh, but yeah, it looks like they, you know, are maybe a little more frazzled than you've ever seen them, even under like, you know, stress of midterms and such. Hey, uh, everything okay with you? Oh, uh, it, yeah, it's, man, I've, uh, your friend is, uh, he's a trip. Yeah, he's something, all right. Yeah, uh, uh it's, uh, I'm sorry that I haven't been able to, um, see him since, uh, but there, you know, was, there were some circumstances, uh, I know that you, uh, talked to Dr. Wen about it, and, uh, you know, I, I, apparently that conversation went very well, like, I'm not in trouble, you're not in trouble, it's all, <laughs> it's all, uh, um, it's all good. Yeah. But, Worked uh, out. sorry? Sorry, I didn't, uh, you first. Oh, uh, n- uh, Cagney's face takes on uh, a bit of an odd, uh, a, a slight, uh, slight change. And, um, I'm going to roll a quick check. Um, hey, so I know that we're supposed to just be sort of following up, uh, with each other and making sure that, um, everything is, is, is fine. And I'm, I'm grateful that Dr. Wynn isn't, uh, you know, like breathing down my neck or your neck, but, uh, is, uh, is, is there something else, doctor? Something else like what? I'm, I'm not entirely sure, but I, it feels like there's something that you aren't talking about, and I'm not sure how to explain that. Uh, uh, hmm. Uh, you can make me an empathy check if you would like. Yeah, right. Because I, yeah, I think that you have, you've interacted with this person enough that you can, you can try for a read. And the target on that is going to be, I'm going to say it's going to be three, but you have a situational modifier. uh, So I'll give it a tag so that you only have to make a target one. Maybe two. Ooh, all right. Um, so you know that, uh, from talking with Albion and Dez that, uh, that Cagney is an empath and in the very, in the sort of magical sense, like they can actually feel, uh, the emotions from whoever they're interacting with. And, um, the fact that you know that they have that and you haven't brought that up yet, it's very possible that that is the thing that they were uh, sort of gleaning from you. So you get an empathy read off of them that is basically one of their aspects, which is, I just understand people better. Do they know they're an empath? They do, actually. Uh, Albion. Okay, cool. Yeah, Albion <laughs> mentioned it. All right. So you don't have to have that conversation. Well, the thing is, you're not sure if they know that you know. Okay. 
Uh, how do I put this gently? It's just really hard for me. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Uh, hey, uh, Cagney? Um, I'm gonna... Would they freak out if I put my hand on their shoulder? Um, they know you well enough, but, uh, they're, they're going to visibly tense up in this circumstance. Alright, let's not do that. Uh, I put this lightly. Cagney, I'm aware of your talents. Oh my god, oh thank god, oh jeez, I thought I was gonna have to keep hiding that from you for, oh god, at least a couple more years of school. Oh, oh cool. <laughs> oh. God, I think we, I think we both just shit a brick right there. Yeah, <laughs> we both came into this, uh, whoo, okay, yeah. Yeah, that's... that's why I set Albion, well, it's not why I set Albion up with you, but I didn't, uh, it's not why I set Albion up with you, not because of your talents not in that aspect anyway but um but yeah i didn't think because he's uh magical i don't know other way to i don't know a special way to put it <laughs> yeah this uh this whole thing is very weird to me uh you can see yeah, just well, kind of yeah just like running their hands through their hair just like uh, you know, partially in relief and partially in exasperation just at their new life circumstances. Yeah, me too, man. <laughs> I mean, you I didn't mean in that way, sorry. <laughs> oh, no, no, that's... So, you... You are... You don't have any, like, cool talents or anything that, like, make you a really good... A really good butt doctor, do you? Nope, just studying and lots of latex gloves. Ah, yeah, that uh, that makes that makes sense, I guess. Um, so, wow, how did? Can, do you mind if I ask you something? Shoot, I mean, we already got this far. Yeah, yeah. How did? How did you find out? Uh, he and I kind of worked together on a a thing in our spare time. You know how there's, like, he specializes in, you know, hunting down the magical things that don't play nice. So, and I kind of helped him out for a bit, but he kind of suffered through some, something happened to him. Which is why I wanted to recommend him to you, because I don't know if he could afford a therapist or not, but you're the best person I know. So that's why I kind of sent him your way. Oh, well, that's that's very kind of you. I honestly thought it was just like a kind of a weird work study thing. But um, well, that too. <laughs> uh, yeah. Practical experience and all. Um, and the the idea that he actively hunts uh, monsters, uh, it it kind of fills in a lot of gaps, I guess. Um, yeah, but uh, no, actually, I, I, uh, they adjust their glasses. I meant, how did you find out that the world wasn't what you thought it was? Honestly, I kind of stumbled into it. <laughs> huh. Okay. Can, can you elaborate any more? 
Uh, I actually don't remember how Sylvester oh. kind of got started. Oh, yes. Um, uh, Sylvester, uh, your semi-pro soccer uh, aspirations were or ambitions were sidelined when you were massively injured and uh, you with your forensic medical expertise determined that uh, the cause of that injury was not any sort of natural creature uh, and investigating further and further into it uh, it seemed impossible so eventually you started finding out that oh it was impossible by mundane means so wait a goblin like kick me in the shins or something uh it not not really a goblin so much but uh some sort of magical creature uh i think i would say that they they tried to take a bite out of you and it got messy but why that's a thing that you've never answered huh that that is not something that you have actually found out yet. And the only reason that you really started getting into the world of the supernatural was to try to find that answer. And now you're wrapped up in all of this, which has really brought you no closer. Yeah. So long story short, Cagney, after that wonderful exposition. <laughs> uh, basically some magical motherfucker kind of ruined my chances of being like, you know, World Cup superstar and I've kind of spent the better part of a decade trying to hunt that fucker down or find out why that fucker kind of fucked me over. Like, what was the point? Oh, um, yeah, okay, uh, we don't, we don't have to, uh, you can see them shrink a little bit, like, we don't have to, uh, you know, get too much into that, uh, if, if it's you know, it's it's clearly a painful memory, uh, and it's got a lot of emotions tied up in it. Uh, I I would know. Um, Sorry, I forgot. It. No, that's that's totally okay. It's it's fine. Um, I I appreciate you know you sharing that because I don't really know much of anybody that knows a lot about this. I I was given a little. I was kind of given something to follow up on, uh, but I, I've been a little bit too nervous to really talk to the people that Albion suggested I talk to. I just, I don't know if I want this to really be real. Wait, who did he suggest you talk to? Uh, well, uh, um, that that psychic lady, uh, Desdemona Brown. Oh, yeah. Oh, she's cool. Uh, oh. Oh, wow, you just know everybody. More or less. But, um, uh, yeah, I, I, he, he suggested there was some, some group of, of people kind of like me that, uh, they, you know, none of them are really particularly more special than me, I guess. So they kind of try to keep each other safe because... I guess there are all sorts of dangerous, nasty things if Albion goes out and hunts them. Can you understand why I might be hesitant to accept that this is the reality that I live in? Yeah, I can understand that. Uh, Yeah, I can understand that. I'm going to basically not go into detail. <laughs> yeah, and uh, they they respect that. Um, it's It's just like... 
you know how if you you know that thing where you you read a book like like when I read the Lord of the Rings, I, I kind of got to that last hundred pages and I I just stopped reading. I uh, I couldn't really bring myself to to finish it. I didn't I didn't want that story to be over. I kind of feel like I have the opposite problem now. Yeah. I think I see what you mean. Uh, but yeah, I was just kind of looking for some commiseration from you, I guess, if we both both kind of know about the way things are. And that's it's good. Uh, I, I'm I'm glad. I'm glad that I have somebody here at the school that I can I can talk to about it. Uh, that anytime. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Thank you. want to go ahead to the part where we have rented a boat yes yes i think so yeah so all right so the current uh if i'm understanding correctly the current plan is to rent the friendship for a period and try to either get into uh the more in municipal plant pilings or look at the region around there, try to get a better handle on it. I don't know. Uh, how how are you guys uh, choosing to play this? I think we should try to get in. I mean, I never captained a boat before, so I don't have a plan. Yeah, so I think the plan was to try to get in that way. The question being, is this person renting out their boat and not sailing it themselves? They asked if any of you actually know how to drive a boat properly if you have any of the licensure necessary and the answer is no so it turns out that they will be captaining okay oh geez so we're gonna have to oh man maybe we should survey the area with the boat first and then do the breaking in like when they're not around that does seem like a less illegal thing to do (laughs) okay we should have gone with paddle boats, guys. <laughs> <laughs> you could you could have a whole complicated scheme where you load up paddle boats onto the friendship and launch from there. Uh, wetsuits? Wait, we could just swim. Hey. I mean, it is, you know, it's only January. Do yeah, no, we just... Do we want to just, uh, bribe the guy? I don't know how much bribing it would take to, you know... Do a crime. And we don't know how cool this guy is. <laughs> yeah, is he that cool is or is he cool? Accurate. Is he cooler than cool? Which is to say all ice right, cold. All right, all right, all right, yes, all right, yes, all thank right. you. Somebody gets my terrible sense of humor. Uh, I got I just did not feel like answering. I know. Yeah. 
No, I'm, I appreciate both you not wanting to, and I appreciate you answering, both of you, for different reasons. So, uh, let's say that we find ourselves on the friendship uh, post-dinner, perhaps, so that it is dark, but you've also uh, had a chance to eat, rest, and plan, and perhaps... Uh, actually, you were waiting to hear back from Warden Beaumont, and you were hoping that he would provide a, uh, a bit of magical good times for you. Uh, I think the little, like, uh, sort of, like, magical stunning, uh, flash stun thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, before you head out, uh, let's say if you want to meet, uh, if you want to meet the warden at uh, the sandwich shop and grab uh, a bite to eat in the evening. Um, it's not technically open at that time, but because it is accorded neutral ground, uh, the warden has, you know, made the made the right calls and, you know, said the right thing so that uh, Ladislav will uh, keep the door open for you specifically. Uh, after hours in... Uh, the best sandwich shop in Burlington, the four corners of the earth. It's pretty much like normal hours, except there are fewer people in there, which frankly suits you all quite fine because you would like to openly discuss the magical mumbo jumbo that you're about to talk about. Uh, when you show up, uh, Warden Beaumont is waiting by the door and lets you in. Oh, hey, uh, Hey, uh, thank you so much, Ladislav, for uh, keeping keeping things running for for uh, my friends here. Uh, whatever you guys want to order, it's uh, it's on me today. Oh, thank you. Yeah, uh, I I'm feeling generous, uh, feeling charitable right about now. Um, not totally sure why, but uh, you should enjoy a, a, a good meal uh, before you go off and. To whatever you're about to do. So, who feels the most responsible with this? Can I have it? Oh, okay. You know, I, that response did not inspire a lot of confidence in me, but the everything else I know about you suggests, yeah, this should be this should be good in your hands. Um, I, I'm sorry. I'm I'm just so excited. I can't wait to like start learning how to do this with you. Oh, that's, that's fair. Actually, that's uh, totally, that's legitimate. Uh, here you go. And he hands you a perfume bottle. And what do I do with it to make it work? Oh, you throw it and it breaks. <laughs> okay. Uh, every time we have a conversation here about these sorts of things, I find myself regretting my decisions, and yet here we are again. Ah. Uh. Well, great. So uh, this will uh, this will definitely help to uh, you know, stun if there's a, a bad dude there again. Uh, this can give you uh, a bit of an edge there. Oh, and um, it seems like the first person to go through the door or wherever you're going is probably going to be uh, Albion. Is that an accurate guess? I mean, likely. Okay. Great. So uh, then this is for you. And he hands you a brass ring. And on the inside of that ring is inscribed a whole bunch of different runes. 
and on the outside it looks kind of normal and plain even as if it's hiding in plain sight and uh, he says here uh, put this on your um left hand Albion puts it on his left hand on his ring finger okay so uh the nice thing about this is that uh as you are walking uh your arms naturally swing side to side because that's how walking works unless it's very cold and your hands are in your pockets anyway try to walk with your arms out as much as you can because uh the motion of your arms actually is going to uh recharge the kinetic energy inside of this thing and it's based it's based off of uh force so I build up kinetic energy and then what? Oh, I've I've already got a, enough uh, energy in there already, but it just helps to keep it charged and uh, recharge it if it gets expended. Uh, this this particular thing will um, it helps prevent uh you know wards from going off by basically using uh sort of a counter counter spell type uh, use of force magic. Huh. Interesting. I yeah, it takes that. it takes a good long while to store up enough energy in there to really counter a good ward. So um I think it's I think it's got enough juice in there for whatever you need to do. I haven't had to use it in a while. And fortunately for you, when I went to the cabin earlier today, or the former site of the cabin, it uh, <laughs> I didn't actually have to use the energies in this thing no. all right well i'm much obliged thank you i'll take good care of it uh thank you i appreciate that um do you want to know anything about what i found at adsit cabin i would love to okay it is oh. so there's some definite latent magical energy in the air there um it was obvious enough to tell uh, I could just sort of walk in there and feel it. Uh, I did a, I think I did a good enough job getting in there without anyone noticing me. I've, you know, I may not be uh, the, a natural like row is, but I've definitely put in the time and effort to get good at veils. So uh, I, I'm sure you would be impressed with me, Ro. I actually got past the police, made my way onto the grounds, could feel the air just abuzz with magical energy, and um, I started doing investigation. And it looks like, yeah, they'd picked up some of the pieces of the evidence uh, already that were clearly, uh, you know, for examination, try to find accelerants, or try to find any sort of pattern to why this place exploded, you know, how it could have happened. I don't know if they're going to be able to find any proof of arson, though. Because in the... I I did find something in there that I was able to sort of piece together. It, it was rather broken. Um, that it did make a rune. A very complicated rune. I didn't finish piecing all of it together. I think some of those evidence pieces might have had bits of it on there, but uh, that exploded. And uh, I don't have all of the information on what it's supposed to do because I don't have the complete picture. 
mm-hmm. but there was but there was something there that was doing something really really potent all right so someone was up to some major juju there yeah i guess so um do you know anything about uh who those folks might have been that went in uh did you get anything else from uh, that might have been a, a clue from the that ghost you talked to just that they were dressed really nice <sighs> yeah that's not quite enough to go off of but since there were more than one of them and they were dressed well that doesn't jive with this uh guy that you saw down in the municipal plant no but i still have a feeling it might be connected oh all this stuff happened in this close proximity oh i'm i'm certain that it's connected i just i don't think it was the same person definitely that i agree with that so uh be careful i guess well, I will certainly try. I feel a lot better, and she, you know, holds up the perfume bottle with, with this. <laughs> well, so thank you. Well, you're very welcome. I, uh, I personally, I'm grateful that you all are here to do the stuff that I don't necessarily want to do because it involves a lot of getting my hands dirty, and that's that's great. So thank you so much for being willing to do things of questionable legality on, um, I don't know, is it my behalf, or is this the kind of thing you just would have done anyway, and I'm just helping make sure that you don't eat it? Actually, I have a question for you, Warden. Uh, sure. How much do you know about voting? (laughs) Ah. (laughs) That's an oddly specific question. Um, I don't know anything about boats i guess there's jibs and mainsails no i suppose um, it was gonna be too much to hope for oh um what are you doing with a boat nothing uh-huh okay the same nothing that you were gonna do with a uh shack in a burned down garden look okay. you're the one who said exactly. you didn't want to know this stuff yes and i'm going to deliberately not know anymore <laughs> you've ju- you've chosen not to tell me so i'm going to be fine and comfortable with this it's just I mean, a friendly outing. Don't worry about have it. Have fun knowing nothing. I, you know what? I think I will. Radical. And, Warden, we appreciate you uh, being here to help us do the things. What he said. I mean, yeah. you, you've been a tremendous help to us. I do appreciate that. Also what he said. Okay, well, uh, thanks. Let's just, let's just enjoy some very very good sandwiches and you all you all had to do uh your thing i may be unavailable for a bit i'm gonna have to i'm gonna head to glasgow and see if i can get somebody to try to figure out what the rest of this uh piece together to be all right you stay safe but you'll be in Uh, contact when you get back so we can begin my training oh absolutely like I, i won't be tremendously long I, i'll definitely be gone for a, a day or more bring back some haggis uh don't don't please <laughs> i do please <laughs> i really don't imagine i'll be going topside so 
Shit. Okay. Please? <laughs> you know what? Just for you, I'll see what I can do. Appreciate it, honey. <laughs> Alameda's is going to cuff him on upside the head real quick. <laughs> we got a little jealousy between boys, huh? Oh, don't get pissy. <laughs> oh. Oh, boys. I, I, I would prefer to not have you boys fight over me. He's not <laughs> actually saying that. That's not canon. Moving yeah, on. Because one of you is my brother. <laughs> I don't the want that to goes wild. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, this is not a McElroy thing where it's consistently Griffin trying to convince one of his brothers to kiss him. <laughs> kiss your brother. Remember, this has happened multiple times now. Anyway. <laughs> what shall you hand? <laughs> there uh, you see him. Yeah. See Let's... Okay, so let's let's head to uh, the renting of the friendship, and let's just assume that this all goes fine, and that you can make your way out onto uh, out onto the lake at night. I actually have a question. Sure, I have a point in driving. Can I use the boat? You do not have a stunt for that. Is Boats. there an actual skill for boating? It would be a stunt that would give you the driving skill applied to boating, I think. Boats are not cars. Is, is that actually in the rule book? That is how I interpret the rules, because you can make up your own stunts. And they also have uh, other applications of driving for things that are not cars. So. OK, I'm going to I'm going to go with uh, on this one. I, I like that you're trying but no. Okay. So we can only reach this place by boat? Um, well, you've been in the Mori Municipal plant before, uh, but you're trying to see if there's another way in so that you could potentially um, potentially get around whatever ward zapped you last time. Ah. Uh, Sneaky. So we're just going to so, have him, we're just going to have him uh, take us by there so we can take a gander. So, yeah. uh, so the text of the, so by the way, Tom, the text in the book says, if your background reasonably suggests experience operating a vehicle other than a car, then driving can be used to operate it, making this the skill for piloting boats. But, uh, I don't think you have a background that justifies that. You're right. I don't. Yeah. I don't think there are, I, I don't think there are a lot of boating schools in Oklahoma. Yeah. You're in a landlocked state. I don't think you've seen a boat until you got like up to the coast. <laughs> okay, rivers exist. Nope. I was about to say rivers and lakes. There are no rivers, no lakes, <laughs> no waters. Oh my word. Not even yeah, a puddle the, for the ducks. The nope. the only boat that Albion has ever seen was a steamboat going up the Mississippi. <laughs> Maybe a fan boat. <laughs> yeah. Or oh wait, what about the boat in Willy Wonka? Do you know how to drive that? Wait, did you ever see the movie boat. Titanic? <laughs> <laughs> Speed two cruise control. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, I've I've been I've been uh, having a good time with that for too long now. Um, yeah, so let's go ahead and get to the part where we are on a boat. 
So, um, yes, I knew, I knew that was going to be what happened. So you all go to meet up with the man from whom you are renting this boat, the Friendship. Uh, He's a fellow named Captain Rodriguez. He's a bit surprised to find that you don't really seem to want to go that far from where you are. Just scoot past the uh, U.S. Coast Guard base and kind of make a lap and come back around. Um, Honestly, we're probably just going to have him take us out a little further onto the lake just so that it doesn't seem weird. Okay. So, yeah, that's totally fair. Uh, Speaking of also, real quick, yes. Alvian is going to bring a cooler and have drinks for people so that it looks like we're just kind of partying. (laughs) Just sandwiches in the cooler. Yeah. Okay, cool. Okay, yeah. If the Coast Guard asks you, this is this looks completely legit now. I love it. You've you've auto made your deceit roll. GM Fiat. (laughs) Pleasure cruise. Pleasure cruise on January 12th. So. Uh, Albion, yes. I would really love to give you a fate point right now because you have a trouble aspect. Um, shit. And you also don't generate fate points that quickly, so I would love to make this particular pleasure cruise a little less pleasurable for everyone. Um, I would, pr- I would really like for uh, this thing to run into some trouble, perhaps based on a monster that you've encountered in the past. What do you guys think? Should I take the fate point or should I burn a fate point? I think you gotta, because that's going to be some good, good podcasting. Really? Well, yeah, do it for the story. We'll be okay. I just don't want to have to. Mm, This raises so many complications I don't want to deal with. Which character can't swim? We could all swim. Okay. <laughs> oh, so uh, just just to clarify, this is not going to be something like uh, you're you're all going to be like at risk of drowning and death and stuff. Um, oh. This is going to be a, you know, just slows you down, makes a complication where you maybe have a combat encounter and also piloting the boat is going to be a little more difficult. All right, I will do this on one condition. That, I don't know if that's how it works, but I'll hear it. Um, say that I, I didn't say it out loud, but I probably would have invoked Ur- Odin earlier today to have guide my hand prepped. Okay. Um, so is that a fate point that you have to spend, or is that when you use the feature? That's when I use the feature that I spend a fate point. Okay. I want to have it as an option. Okay, um... Just this once, I will retroactively allow that to be there. Okay. All right, yeah. So I'll take the fate point, I guess. I mean, if you want, you can even be just sort of chilling in the back of the boat doing guide my hand as you're uh, sort of heading out a little bit further away from where you're actually trying to go. You know what? Sure. Yeah, it shouldn't take you that much time. Yeah, so I'm on the back of the boat right now, away from yeah. the... I'm on the part of the boat where the driver isn't. That makes perfect sense. So you are uh, you are away from the captain of the friendship, uh, doing your thing quietly, and uh, everyone else is... 
I assume just sort of, you know, enjoying the drinks and sandwiches of this clearly just a pleasure cruise. I'll be enjoying uh, some pop. Perfect. <laughs> so there is an issue unique to this particular area, and that is that um, the lake presents a break in the mountain ranges that uh, tend to protect the northeastern United States from the cold Canadian air coming down in winter. So snow squalls out of nowhere are surprisingly common during the winter on Lake Champlain. And unfortunately, this evening, there is a sudden snow squall that starts up. The captain of the friendship starts realizing that the weather is turning and is attempting to turn back toward shore before it gets too particularly bad. When the weather turns much, much faster than anyone could have anticipated. All of a sudden, you're in a practical whiteout on the middle of the lake, and there is a female voice in the back of the boat that at first only Albion can hear. Just says, Hey, Albion, you want to go for a swim? And you feel a cold, clammy hand clamp down on your shoulder. I would prefer not to. Necromancer Dan, whatever his name is. We don't know his name yet, do we? <laughs> uh, it's possible you know his name. It could have even been a character that you met. Dun, 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 dun. The camera zoom, snap zooms to Warden Beaumont. It's... Is he busy eating a sandwich when this happens? And he's like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was, yeah. <laughs> I was going for the heavy rain twist that the helpful investigator was the serial killer the whole time. Oh, yeah. Wait, is that the one where your cut's going, Jason? Yes. Okay. Jason! Press X to <laughs> Jason. All I right. couldn't remember which... Uh... Sean! Yes. <laughs> I couldn't remember which uh, shitty game from that guy it was, because they're all... Oh! They all kind of blend... They all kind of blend together into this gray gravel smoothie. Wow. Dunking on David Cage, I guess. I mean, tis the season. Which means it's always the season to dunk on David Cage. <laughs> pocket Podcast Network. Quality programming right to your pocket.